Pastor Dave Rolf has a brief word for us guys as we get another balanced word underway. Men should be at the center of the spiritual life. That's where we get our stability is by our faith. Men need to know what they believe and why they believe it. And they need to be able to answer those questions that maybe come up within their families. And being strong and stable in faith means that when your family looks at you, they know you're not going to bail. They know that they can count on you because you're counting on God. Wake up my soul. Wake up early in the day, wake up my hand And the instrument I play, wake up my voice Let the world hear me say You are worshipped and it's all to hear today What does it mean to be a man? Well, you're not likely to get an accurate picture by turning on your TV today But you will as you open God's Word Today on The Balanced Word, we finish 1 Corinthians and learn to man up. Pastor Dave Rolf is going to encourage us guys to become the man God wants us to be. I'll warn you ahead of time, it's different than what the culture around us is saying. I want to warn you in advance, I'm going to try to be faithful to what God is telling you. Um, I'll also warn you that what we share today is going to be probably offensive to some of you. It'll probably, it'll be about as politically incorrect as what you'll get nowadays because our society is just going against the whole notion of what it is to be a man. I believe that there's a, because of Satan's knowledge of how damaged he can be by men becoming the men that God wants them to be, that he's directed our culture to try to water down what men are, to turn them into something that they aren't. It's really appropriate for us to, to look at some of these things that Paul shares with the men there in Corinth and, and to take them to heart. Um, and as we go through the passage, you'll see where some of these would apply to anyone, but you can tell he's directly talking to men based on a lot of what he says here. And so if you're a feminist or, you know, a real girly man kind of a guy, you know, of the, of the, this will probably offend you, but we'll get right down to it here. You know, I was thinking as I was playing with little James backstage, what our society has done to little boys and how ever boys are going to learn to be men. And part of it is just that we have breakable things everywhere. We have, he was crawling in the hall back here and, and I watched him and he crawled out into the hall and he pointed at the door and went, no. He pointed at this door here and went, no. He pointed at the drums that were sitting there in the hall and he goes, you know, and it's, a lot of times that's, that's what we do to boys. We put them in an environment where everything they do is wrong. And, and we're in a society where boys so often, especially because of men bailing out on their families and things like that, or men just being totally detached and just focusing all their attention on work, and it, boys are growing up kind of without dads or in these weird families. You know, how, how is a little boy whose father's name is Rosie ever going to figure out <laughs> what it is to be a man? But here, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning with verse 13. And by the way, the word, I'll jump ahead to the word be brave. It's a word that in the Greek means literally be a man. Or as I've translated it, man up. And that's what 
I've entitled this message today because I really believe that that's the thrust of what Paul is saying. The first word that he uses addressing the men is he said, watch. To watch means more than just look around, watch what's happening. It, it was a military term that was used for the guy who would stay awake so that other people could sleep. The guy who would stay up so others could relax. It's a word that refers to watching out for danger, realizing that Satan is a roaring lion roaming around seeking whom he may devour. And so it's a protective term. It's a term of I want people around me to be safe. I want to look and foresee potential danger. I want to live my life with a, a heightened state of alertness. This is opposed to what our society is doing to men, and that is our society is making men dysfunctional. It's causing men to just pull out of the process, to draw back to not know what's going on with the kids. And as a result, wives have no choice but to nag their husbands constantly. You know, do you know what's happening here? Do you know what's going on there? Don't you realize what's happening in our relationship and so on? A lot of that comes about. It's not necessarily the women's fault. It's because of men who aren't paying attention. And if men draw back and won't take the responsibility that God has given them to watch and to be protective. I think it's so horrible nowadays that we live in a society where we have to be aware that almost everyone around us could be dangerous. And there are some people who even grew up in a, in a situation in their families whereby the most necessary, trusted relationship that there was of a dad looking out for their kids was violated by a man who would abuse that position and, and selfishly take advantage of a child. And as a result, all the baggage that comes with that from a man who won't say, I am going to protect women and children. I am going to watch out for them, look out for them. I'll stand in the gap. I'll be there and surround them. We can't afford to just allow a, a whole other generation to develop where it's every kid for himself, where kids are just left alone to fend for themselves, and there's no one there to defend them because we're just too busy to get involved. And so he says, men, watch. And then secondly... He says, men, stand fast in the faith. That stand fast means to be solid. And what he's saying is here, we need men who are solid in their faith. Now, the trend is for men to be flaky in their faith. The world is telling us that, you know, faith is kind of a girl's thing. They're the, you know, they're the ones that really love God and connect with him. So much of what we do in terms of the way we approach church even can make it look like it's created for the girls. It's now we were, Jerry Hill and I were talking about this this week and he said, you know what you could do that would really help men enjoy church is put up a couple of big screen plasma TVs, and before the service, run sports highlights and <laughs> clips and things like that, and have a stock ticker going across and everything. But, you know, I don't know if we'll, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we'll do that. I thought, you know, I think men would appreciate chips and salsa. <laughs> but, 
But the point is, men should be at the center of the spiritual life. That's where we get our stability is by our faith. Men need to know what they believe and why they believe it. And they need to be able to answer those questions that maybe come up within their families. They need to, and, and being strong and stable in faith means that when your family looks at you, they know you're not going to bail. They know that they can count on you because you're counting on God. You have a stability that, hey, no matter what happens, it's not like, oh no, we're about to go under. But even if you're about to go under, it's giving that awareness that we can trust in God and he's going to take care of us. Too many kids are growing up with a great fear and the sense that, oh man, everything's going to go wrong and we're going to sink and we're going to... Kids shouldn't be growing up with those kinds of worries. I think it started back when I was a kid and they started this paranoia about atomic attacks from Russia. And there was no physical way they could ever deliver a nuclear system over here to destroy us. And even if they did, crunching down under your desk and covering your eyes really wasn't going to do much good. <laughs> but we had those bomb drills and people dug, you know, basements under their house, bomb shelters and everything. And it seems like ever since then, the thrust of our society is to make kids scared of everything, afraid of being kidnapped because you know every time you drink milk there's pictures of kidnapped kids and and you know the whole the car seats that are like a bank vault and everything it's like everything we're doing is oh man there's so much to be scared of but there and there's a place for being safe and cautious but the point is are you going to be the kind of man who's afraid of everything are you going to be the kind of man who's so strong in your faith that you know there's a God who's taking care of us and that you can share that and, and present that to those around you? The only way to be strong in your faith, to be really solid, is to spend time with God, to be in the Word, to allow Him to do that work in your life that will help you to to grow as a leader in your home. But this is something that we desperately need out of men, a stability. Men today are so, so often just so flaky and undependable. And God would say, come on, there's people who are depending on you being solid, on you not falling apart. And then he goes on to say, after watch and stand fast in the faith, he says, be brave. And again, the Greek word there is andridzestha. I don't expect you to write that in the margin. But it's a word that simply means man up. Be a man. Now, they knew what he was talking about. The translators go, I don't know, how do you translate man up? I guess bravery might depict it. But what he's saying is, don't be like a woman. Now, I know that's offensive to... You women, but really, is really what you want for men to be like you? But we have a society who's brainwashing us, and therefore women often have expectations because of all these goofy romance novels and everything, that, and TV shows and chick flicks, that it's like, yeah, the ideal man is just so sensitive, and I want a man who understands me and connects with me on a deep level. And no, you don't. You don't want that kind of a man. Come on, the worst thing for you is a man that would understand you. Men aren't supposed to understand you. <laughs> That's what you have girlfriends for. 
What you want is a man who's a man, someone different than you are. And men need to stand up and go, hey, I am a man. In our society, I see how we treat little boys. And if little boys start acting like men, we, we drug them to make sure that they'll sit there just like a little girl being really nice because it's easier on the teacher and it's easier on the parent. Hey, we need to understand, you know what? A lot of what they are doing, even acting out and getting themselves in trouble, is learning what it is to be a man. And we have to give them room to do that. I was talking to some parents this week, and they were having trouble with a really active little boy. And I said, you know, think about it if you were living out in the Kalahari Desert. Your little boy couldn't do anything wrong. There'd be nothing to break, nothing to, you know, get out in da- He could just live his life and figure out what life is. And, you know, there's something with fixing things up the way we have and prettying things up, basically checking out the world that has made so many wrong things to happen. To A boy just does what a boy wants to do. A boy sees something, he wants to take it apart. So it'd be nice just to get them some stuff that it's okay for them to take it apart. A boy wants to do things that are dangerous because a boy is trying to grow up to be brave. There's something inside him that lets him know facing danger is something that makes me feel like more of a guy. But oh no, we can't have any danger. We don't want any injuries. And so yeah, as a result, women are dominating you know, the, the family in a lot of ways, setting all the rules because men don't feel like fighting. They've been told you're not supposed to hit a woman. And so it's like, <laughs> now I'm not, I'm pleased I'm not saying that you should hit a woman. <laughs> I understand. But no. <laughs> No, really, hitting a woman is the most cowardly, punk thing you could ever do. In fact, yelling at your wife and being mean to your wife and picking on kids, any kind of abuse, that's not manly at all, man. That's being a punk. He's going, man up. Now, part of what this means is you fill the role that you're supposed to fill. There's room for, you've got to be the man of the household. You have to be the leader. And as much as society is telling women to want some girly man, the truth is no woman really wants that. And when they finally get what they desire, they look and go, what is this? I have no respect for you. I'm not going to have you lead me. You don't know what you're doing. And, and so, but he's going just, come on, man up. Do what men are supposed to do. And literally, the implication, what he's saying here is, men stop acting like women. Now, somebody in the household needs to be the one who will step up and go, I am going to suck it up and do what I need to do. I am going to be a man because that's what God made me. And that's what he's saying here. Don't take that womanly role. Society is trying to weaken you. And, and even when you're not being who you are, certainly your wife and your kids are, you know, putting pressure on you. And I totally understand why men fall apart, but we can't afford it. You cannot afford to fall apart. If it happens and you snap, get back on your feet as soon as you can and get back to playing that role. You know, I'm just... Today, and you never used to see this, but now you hear of men who are like wanting out of their marriage because their life just isn't fulfilling. 
I feel like I'm not connected to my wife. We don't. Come on, you're sounding like a chick. Be a man. <laughs> you know, it's a women feel that way. And I, but be a man and be the leader. Don't act, don't don't let society turn you into a weakling. And speaking of which, we'll move on. He says, be strong. Paul talks about this in Ephesians. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The only way, guys, that we can really be strong, it's not just through gutting it out. It's through being solid in our faith, as he said earlier, and drawing our strength from God and expecting that sometimes in order to be strong, we're going to have to be knocked around a little bit. We're going to have to be, how do you get strong? You get strong by working out. This word literally means make yourself strong. And so what he's saying is understand that there are things that are going to happen in this life that are designed to make you stronger, that are designed to, you know, resistance training. And yet so often guys, you know, feel like it's a threat to their manhood because, you know, their wife says something that hurts their feelings. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have feelings. It takes a real man to be honest about his feelings and to cry sometimes. But a man doesn't hear that, and then just be all defeated. And, you know, a man goes, you know what? I deserve this. Even if what she's doing is wrong, which it will be considerable percentage of the time, yet (laughs) still, it's good for you. Now, think about it, guys. How do you handle it when a little five-year-old comes up and wants to beat you up? And they start throwing blows and everything, and you go, ah, five-year-old can't hurt me. Oh, they can hurt you plenty. You know, five-year-old boys are a perfect height to do some serious damage. (laughs) But what do you do? You go, this is a five-year-old, man. I love this kid. He's not going to take me out. I don't grab him and throw a chokehold on him and choke him out. I don't just start wailing on him. Hey, I'm a man. He's a kid. I'll take it. It'll make me stronger as I work out with him. And so I know that God wants us as men to realize, you know, the people in our lives who are weaker than we are, we need to realize that's okay. And, uh, you know, sometimes your wife might need to just take it out on you. Sometimes your kids might need to just really let you have it. But be secure enough as a man to be able to take that and to be able to act like, you know, you're not going to damage me. I'm okay. I'll, I'll be a man. I'll take it. I'm not going to let what people say destroy who I am. I'm going to let it make me stronger. Some of you guys, God has put someone in your household who's there just to make you stronger. But it's your choice. You can either let them beat you, and the way you do that is by lashing back or crying out or running away. Or you can go, this is hurting, but it's a good hurt. It's something that will make me stronger. God wants to do that in all of our lives. Now, as we read on, he continues and says in verse 14, let all that you do be done with love. It's important to put that in there. It's not just about, I've got to tough it out until the rapture. It's about, in the middle of all this, I understand our roles And I'm still going to be loving in what I do. Because men need that reminder. Sometimes we just, you know, we can just gut it out. 
But then we lose that love that we're commanded to have for our families and for those around us. And so he says, remember, society is telling you to do just the opposite of love. What society is telling you is to be selfish. And that's the opposite of love. But he says, men, be selfless. Make sure that you love. Make sure that you really care enough to put others ahead of yourself. The ironic thing is loving others despite how they treat you is one of the best ways to grow in spiritual strength and maturity. And so he goes, in everything that you do, make sure it's in love. Make sure that you're not coming off selfish. Make sure that you're not retreating into your cave. Make sure that you're not spending all of your time out doing stuff or out working or out drinking or whatever to get away from the situation. You're not to live a selfish life. You're to live a life of love. That's contradictory. Then he goes on to say, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that you also submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. The house of Stephanus was the first family that got saved there in Achaia, which is the area of Corinth and Athens, the southern part of Greece there. And Stephanus wasn't a minister. He wasn't a preacher or an apostle or an evangelist. But he was a guy who, it says, their family devoted themselves. The King James has a good translation there. It says they were addicted to. It's like they were focused on the big thing of their life was what? Not becoming preachers. It was just ministering to people, being there to help in whatever way was possible. And they did this as a family. It was a part of their family culture. That value was put into them that we get to do this. A missionary would come to town. Oh, we get to host them. They'd hear of a need in another place. Hey, we get to go there and try to help them and to encourage them. That's what we do. That's the definition of our family. And Paul said, When you see people like that, you should submit to them as much as you submit to any preacher. You should go, I want to learn from this person. I want to respect them, and I want to appreciate them. Because a part of being a man of God is leading others in doing work for the Lord. We're finishing up 1 Corinthians today on The Balanced Word. Pastor Dave Rolfe will be right back. Hear it again online at thebalancedword.com or give us a call and request a CD at 949-362-7475. That's 949-362-7475. Pastor Dave has taught through the entire Bible and we put it onto a USB for you. It's our featured resource right now, available for a donation of $30 or more. Request it right now at thebalancedword.com or call 949-362-7475. 7475. It takes a team to bring these shows to the radio every day, and your financial and prayerful support is really an investment, helping to reach thousands with the truth of God's Word. Thank you for standing with us with either a one-time gift or ongoing monthly support. Again, go to thebalancedword.com. Dave Rolfe is the pastor of Pacific Hills Calvary Chapel and loves to meet and greet his radio listeners. Visit us on a Sunday morning at 8, 945, or 1130. Those outside the area can live stream at ccpacifichills.org. Would you like someone to pray for you? 
Send that prayer request over to us at thepatlinsterword.com by clicking on Contact or call 949-362-7475. Here to close out today's Balanced Word and a Word of Prayer, Pastor Dave once again. Lord, we thank you so much that not only you're our Heavenly Father, but you sent your Son Jesus to become a man forever so that we would never say, I can't do it, because we would always have his example. Lord, thank you for fathering us when our earthly fathers failed. Thank you for those of us who have the privilege of being fathers or those of us who one day will be fathers. God, I thank you for all the godly examples we have. Some of the best and most godly examples in our church are guys who've never actually had kids but they show us what it is to be a man of God. So Lord, in each of us, help us to see the truth of your word. And I pray in this generation, against all odds, against everything that culture is trying to tell us, that we would have men who would man up and become men of God, those who would be who you've made us to your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Coming up next time on The Balanced Word, we'll begin a new study in 2 Corinthians. Don't miss a moment of the journey with Pastor Dave Rolfe. It all starts Monday. This program is listener-supported and brought to you by Pacific Hills Calvary Chapel and online at thebalancedword.com. Wake up, my soul. Wake up early in the day. Wake up, my hands. And the instrument I play, wake up, my